Welcome to the drdavidmarlin.com Stable Science Podcast. I'm Dr. David Marlin, and along with a great team of experts, I'm helping horse owners and riders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. In these podcasts, we will discuss science-led research, technology, information, and advice to help you care for your horses so they may live healthier, happier, and longer lives. To support the podcast and all our research and science for horses, go to our website, www.drdavidmarlin.com, and to learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to this podcast for the Dr. David Marlin members. My name is Dr. Gillian Tabor. I am a chartered physiotherapist and I specialise in the treatment and the rehabilitation of horses. So this is going to be a research review podcast and I have picked a paper that has literally just come out in a journal and it is all about hay nets and uh, how horses eat from them and what effects that it has on them. So in the title they talk about the posture and the pull pressure when horses are eating from the hay nets. So this caught my attention because uh, last winter I did a webinar that talked about how to manage your horse that might be spending more time inside a stable. And obviously, when they're inside the stable, we've got to provide forage for them. And there's a lot of debate about how the best practice is for this. So we know that horses in the wild would spend long durations of time eating and they would eat relatively low nutrient uh, quality feed. So they have to eat for long durations, uh, high fibre and relatively low calorie. So they can get away uh, in feral conditions uh, with eating, you know, for 12, 16, 18 hours a day. And they don't have problems with overconsumption of food and then uh, retaining some of those calories in storage as adipose tissue. So basically they don't get fat. 
We have a problem though with stabled horses uh, in the fact that, um, actually I shouldn't limit it just to stabled horses, should I? I should say that our horses that um, are usually more of the native type of breed, you know, our, our companion animals, our ponies, and we do have issues with obesity. And then obesity can lead to all sorts of complicated diseases such as laminitis and equine metabolic syndrome. So we need to limit the excess adipose tissue that our horses um, have on them. So to do that, we need to limit the amount of food that they have in relation to the amount of energy or calories that they're burning through just Um, you know just being alive the processes that our body use but also through excess so it's uh, that thermodynamics rule that states that you know the balance is equal when the energy in is equal to the energy out if we take too much energy in in terms of food and we don't burn it off then we will store fat and if we um, we don't take enough in but we burn more calories through exercise and activity and normal daily functions for instance our brain uses up a lot of calories just by uh, thinking and keeping us alive um, then we'll be in a negative uh, energy balance and then we will we will lose weight so back to the point horses in our modern management systems tend to be on the higher body condition score they have tended to be um, having issues with obesity so when we have a horse in the stable they're not moving around and we are quite well can quite easily overfeed them the other problem that we have when horses are stabled is that they are not spending long durations of time eating forage and that is a problem because they might finish a hay net you know in an hour and then they might stand there for six hours or eight hours without any food in the stable And we know that the consequences of that are some effect on the gastrointestinal tract. So we have issues with stomach ulcers, uh, which are made particularly worse if the horses have periods of time where there is no food coming through the stomach. Uh, Basically, we need food, we need chewing and saliva to buffer the acid in the stomach. Uh, Otherwise, we get damage to the lining in the stomach and that's when we get ulcers. So... we've got the problem Um, we don't want to feed too much because we don't want to make them obese but we need to feed them so that they are doing their sort of ethological natural behavior of uh, eating all the time so methods to do that involve slow feeding um, systems so in the literature and going back to this article that I'm reviewing they do reference some of the studies that I spoke about in the webinar about uh, called thinking inside the box but basically uh, slow feeding systems are have been um, designed and are sold to try and slow the ingestion rate of a horse so it means that if you've put a hay net up rather than them finishing it in half an hour it might take them two hours to finish it there's added uh, benefits as well it reduces weight uh, waste rather (laughs) as well as reducing weight Um, and also it means that you can perhaps limit the volume of food if they are taking longer to eat what they um, 
you know, what they have given to them for their sort of daily rations. So in general, we want to in, increase the intake time for forage. And as I said, the papers that this article reference actually talk about systems such as double netting. So you put one hay net inside another or triple netting. Um, and there are, is research on hay bags, which are hung from the ceiling or slow feeders, which are a little bit more like dustbins with grids on them. Some of the issues that we have with those, certainly with the triple netting, is that it did increase frustration behaviours in some horses because they couldn't get the food out of there very easily. Uh, and so there were some uh, consequences to behaviour. And the other main sort of complaint that people have about using hay nets is the position that the horse is in when they're eating from them. So we know that wild or feral horses would spend a large percentage of their forage ingestion time with their head down at grazing. They wouldn't do that for 100% of the time though. They would go and browse trees and shrubs and we know that they've got a more than adequate neck range of motion to be able to achieve that. But in the stable, if the horse is stabled for 24 hours and we're only feeding from a hay net that is just set at one height, we're not replicating those normal behaviours where the horse is eating down from the ground. We know that when the head is down on the ground, we actually get traction through the ligament of the neck, the nuchal ligament, onto the supraspinous ligament that runs over the tips of the dorsal spinous processes, which actually lifts the, uh, the vertebrae in the thoracolumbar region and creates traction and space between the dorsal spinous processes. So we've got benefits through the whole back. And also, I believe that there is an influence on how the the teeth meet each other so the molars that uh, chew and grind up the forage I believe that when the horse is eating down from the ground the lower jaw is in a different position than it would be if it was um, eating from say shoulder height all the time so you can see that if we're feeding our horse you know artificially with um, hay in a hay net just in a single uh, place we're going to have an effect on you know the dental health of the horse and also the musculoskeletal health so the back health but putting the hay down on the ground is all lovely but uh, as I have just gone through it is very easy and um, quick for the horse to eat up their rations really really quickly so this paper aimed to assess the hay net type and looked at hanging options and they measured the pressure to pull out the forage and the posture of the horse whilst it was doing so they also looked at the forage type, so they compared haylage to hay uh, in one part of their study. So the first part of the study was that they had six horses in a crossover design. So all horses were measured in all four conditions. And these conditions were a single hay net or a double layered hay net. And then in two positions as how they were fixed to the wall. They had a low position where the top of the hay net was uh, set so that it was just two and a half centimetres above the withers. And they had a high position where the top of the hay net was 30 centimetres above the withers. And they did this over a number of days. They had sort of two sets of data collection days. And they'd given the horses time to 
sort of get used to having the hay nets in the different positions as well. So it wasn't novel to the horse to come into this environment and eat either from different positions or, or different levels of um, uh, different levels of feed. So the horses, interestingly, they commented that they were on poor or low quality grazing and they had withheld the food for up to an hour before the data collection period started in a different stable. So they took the horse into the stable and they tried to get it to stand still and they measured a few things whilst the horse was eating. So cleverly and this is what I liked because when I read the title of the paper I was really worried thinking that they had put some kind of pressure mat on the horse perhaps over the pole underneath the head collar uh, or somewhere through the back but actually the way they measured the force was to put a, a device a force meter between the hay net and the wall so they could measure the amount of pull that the horse applied onto the hay net they measured um, the force as well as videoing the horse from the side and they put markers on and they looked at the angle at the pole and the angle at the withers and they sampled that every 10 seconds over five minutes. They also designed an ethogram so in this they categorized certain behaviors and then counted the frequency of them occurring and they talked about eating or biting at the hay net or more extreme behaviors such as biting and then flinging the hay net or just flinging it. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So that was the first part of the study. They then had a second start of this study because they noted the frustration behaviours in the ethogram for study uh, one. And this frustration and bite flinging made them, I think, probably stop what they were doing and reassess the haynet attachment. So they attached it to the top and the bottom. The other issue that they had with study one was that the actual force meter didn't measure below 50 newtons, so five kilos. So any low pressure wasn't measured. So it sort of gave a bit of an artificially high average. But in study two, they had 10 horses uh, and they stuck to the sort of higher hanging position. So the results, they uh, very clearly presented um, they had the raw data and tables they had some really nice pictures as well so the, in the study you're able to see exactly how they'd set up the data collection phase but 
the, um, the, the data that comes out suggests that there's a much higher maximum pull pressure when the hay was being uh, extracted from a double netted hay net. Um, so the single hay net had a, a maximum mean force of 114 newtons and the double had 157 newtons. They also found that the mean pull uh, over uh, the 50 newton mark, which the system was measuring, was also a lot higher in the double hay netted uh, situation. They, then when they compared low hanging hay nets to higher hanging hay nets, they found that the maximum pull was a lot higher with the lower hung hay nets of 152 newtons um, compared to the higher of 160. So the hay net was definitely flinging more in the double hay net situation. Um, and also when it was low hung as well, they saw that it sort of pulled up um, and down. The problem was, is when the horses actually flung it around, it reduced the pressure reading from the little device down to zero. Uh, and then when it went up in the air and then came right down, so it would fall back down again, it would give these sort of artificially high peaks in their measurements that they had to go through and remove manually. So um, that is something that they noticed in the limitations. They found that the pole angles were different. So um, when they had a, a single netted hay net, the pole angle was 90 degrees and a double netted hay net, it was 127. Uh, but what it was is rather than thinking about the greater angle being uh, a good thing. So if you think about when the horse's nose is down on the ground eating from sort of grazing, uh, the, the angle at the pole would be bigger. But they found actually it was to do with the horse lifting their head up. Uh, and there were instances when the whole head and face were up uh, above the ears. Uh, sorry, about up and above the withers. So the whole head went up and back, which, you know, it didn't look nice in the pictures that they showed. There wasn't actually changes to the wither angle, whether or not the, it was single or double netted or high or low. So that didn't change at all. But um, as I said, there was a 37% a greater change on posture in the double netted hay net. Uh, and they said that was due to resistance. So this flinging and the effect on the fact that the head collar uh, the hay net could lift up and the horse could lift their head meant that this study too modified it slightly so they put this double uh, attachment on it and then they compared trying to get haylage out of the hay net to hay net uh, to uh, hay and then whether it was a single or double netted hay net there was a much, much greater amount of force required to take haylage out of a hay net, whether it was single or double. And the haylage coming out of a double net needed 192 newtons as a mean force, whereas hay only had 39 newtons. So there was a, a huge difference in force required there. So a single net uh, also increased. So with haylage, it was 74 newtons and with hay, it was only 20 newtons. So we do need to consider those maximum forces. Um, there's obviously going to be uh, a, a results or effects through the whole body. 
When they talked about the type of hay or haylage, the hay that they used, they said was dry and brittle and they saw that horses ate it from the hay net in a more sort of grazing behaviour. So they took out small pieces and nibbled at it. Uh, and they were suggesting that this actually would mean that the horse would be able to finish that hay net quite quickly. So their suggestion was with that type of hay, it would benefit from being double netted. Whereas if you've got haylage, uh, what you don't want to do is to put it in a double net to slow it down, but actually increase the frustration and um, then the sort of consequences of this flinging and um, a change in the posture. Because what we don't want is we don't want the muzzle to go above the ears in the stable when they're regularly eating. Now, obviously, they have the range of motion to achieve that. And if they were out in sort of feral or wild environments, they would browse from the hedges and from trees and things. But they wouldn't be doing that for prolonged periods. So we don't want those um, high pole angles. So the limitations of the study were written up clearly and one of the big ones was the fact that the force gauge in study one didn't measure below 50 newtons and also the hay net fixing did change so you can't really compare study one and study two but what I quite liked was the honesty from the authors because they published both of these studies within one paper. Sometimes you find that authors try and sort of spread out small amounts of information into multiple papers which actually uh, like these authors have done give you a lot more clarity when they're put in together. So uh, in conclusion with the haylage the pull pressure was 2.6 times greater uh, uh, as a mean value so the average and the maximum pull was 1.6 times greater than with hay uh, and there was an increased bite frequency with the hay but each time they did that they had sort of lower intake rates whereas with the haylage the horses were sort of struggling to pull it out and when they did pull it out it sort of come in out in clumps. So the major concerns uh, taking these results forward is that you have these really high peak pressures and you just wonder what the effect might be on the musculoskeletal system and also on the dentition on the teeth and obviously this paper doesn't answer that, that question but it does go sort of some way to actually evidencing our anecdote with regards to what we see when we watch our horses trying to eat from hay, hay nets. So the take home message really is if you're feeding haylage, then it needs to be with larger holes. Uh, don't try and put it behind double nets because you'll increase frustration and all this sort of flinging around. But if you've got, you know, dry, soft hay that is really easy and quick for them to eat, then, you know, that would benefit from being in a double net. So, I, it, you know, really nice study, relatively simple, but I imagine there was quite a lot of data that they had to analyse um, from the two studies that they had. Um, it, again, it's like the one that measured posture with the different three different heights of hay net. It's just adding to our evidence base, really. I, I don't know that we have got something that is perfect. I don't think we can say from this study that, you know, you mustn't use hay nets. We haven't got any linking between the behaviours and the forces that are documented uh, and the posture that has been shown. Um, no links yet to pathology or injury. We just have to go on a bit of sort of pragmatism, a bit of common sense um, with regards to the 
possible outcomes uh, if you are going to, for instance, put haylage behind a, a two nets and uh, let your horse do all sorts of funky postures and get very frustrated eating it. But as ever, if you've got any questions, then do drop us an email or put it in the group uh, and then we can have a chat about it. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed listening and I'll catch you soon on my next podcast, Research Review. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and the Stable Science series. If you want to learn more about this topic and our work, head over to the drdavidmarlin.com website. Our website and community of members discuss a wide breadth of topics and the website houses thousands of articles, webinars, videos and research, all designed to help horse owners, riders, trainers and breeders achieve optimal performance for their much-loved horses. The drdavidmarlin.com site is an independent information resource for all equestrians, a source of unbiased, science-based research. To learn more about what we do and the hot topics under discussion, follow us on Facebook Instagram or Twitter.